Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's version of the Hardwood Nation's Flagrant 2 NBA podcast, which myself, C.L. Anthony, editor-in-chief of the Hardwood Nation, and my little white homie, Bryce Ward. What's going on, Bryce? How you doing, man? Man, look, here we are. We had a month off, and already we have a trade announcement this morning. How do you feel about the Los Angeles Lakers acquiring Dennis Schroeder? Uh, I think it's a great acquisition for him. The kind of maybe small touch-up you need. The problem is, gave up Avery Bradley and Rondo to get him, um, which Avery Bradley, they proved they were able to still pull off a championship in the final rounds without him and everything. But uh, the Rondo one uh, kind of bothers me a little bit because I like seeing him there helping the team off or helping the team win you know, some of those more crucial moments. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. It's, like, well, interesting to see, try to do that, and I think it's a great move. I just hate to see Rondo go. Well, they didn't They didn't trade Rondo, and they didn't trade Bradley. They think they're going to lose those guys in free agency, so that's why they brought Schroeder over as an insurance policy. So they, they might have heard whispers that Rondo's going to leave and that um, Bradley's going to leave. So you bring in Schroeder, um, who, as you mentioned earlier, can play uh, deep minutes. Uh, he doesn't have to be on a minutes restriction. Also, the Lakers are in win-now mode. You know, they're defending champions. So they really don't need the draft picks right now. So they've given up their first, two first-round draft picks this year to the Thunder. And we know the Thunder is a rebuilding franchise. So it's good for both teams. Um, long-term good for the Thunder right now good for the Lakers. Um, speaking of the Thunder, what have you heard about Chris Paul? Because it looks like he's going to be on his way out soon. Um, I guess the only solid rumor so far is that, I guess, uh, possibly Phoenix, which instantly makes Phoenix seem pretty lethal because they came out, I mean, they, they probably should have been in the playoffs. I mean, they were undefeated in the bubble. So they're going to go into next season, you know, with confidence. Uh, Booker is a star. So I think having that steadiness there with Chris Paul, but also, like, after seeing the year he had in OKC, how much he can still add to a team, I think it makes uh, Phoenix pretty lethal from the start. So I, that would be really interesting. And I think I think Chris Paul fits perfectly there. Yeah. they uh, The Thunder have given Chris Paul permission to work out a deal. Uh, with the Suns, so that's why the Suns are considered a front runner right now. Uh, the first rumor was is that the Los Angeles Lakers made calls, but for whatever reason, Chris Paul didn't want to go there. So now we have the shorter deal, which makes sense. So Chris has been talking with Phoenix; they're trying to make a framework of a deal. The only thing is, how much are the Suns going to give up for Chris Paul? We know they're a young team; we know they have a lot of pieces, but they can't give up too much. Um, for him. So that's going to be the biggest question. And also, when is it going to go down? Probably going to go down Wednesday night, um, draft night. So we'll see. But I think that's pretty much it's going to be a done deal uh, as well. Um, why are we talking about the draft? One rumor I've heard and something that we've talked about for a couple of years now is that the Orlando Magic are thinking about trading away Aaron Gordon to move up in the draft. So they're dangling his name out. How do you feel about AD's Orlando Magic, AG's, forgive me, Orlando Magic's career 
and what can he do going forward, let's say, with another franchise? In terms of his career, I don't think there's uh, – with the Magic, there's nothing bad to say about the guy. He's always come in and brought the right attitude and effort and I think tried his best. And anytime he's represented the Magic on a larger scale, whether it be the dunk competition or whatever, um, I think he's always done the franchise service. There's nothing bad to say about I just think at this point we kind of know what we're going to get out of him. And, you know, maybe we're looking to change up the team dynamic some because I, I don't think the Magic are expecting to do any better next year with the team currently built. So AG picks to move seems like, um, you know, a smart play without trying to change up too, too much. It seems like we're missing, like, a real go-to scorer that can still shoot, that can create everything on his own. Uh, It looks like they're going, you know, for, you know, still a young group. So who knows if they're going to even be done with AG, or after the AG stuff. We'll still see if they try to make moves to change the team after that. Um, But I think he's, like, probably the one of the easier pieces to move. I guess, has some upside. He can can help some teams. So I I think that's a clear, like, that seems like the most viable option for the Magic to actually try to get something back. Do you think? I mean, you know, see how high of a pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not not sure exactly how high the Magic are trying to go. I don't know who their target is. Um, But... I haven't kept up with the the draft. Like, I I know you haven't either. No, I, I don't care about the draft. I, look, as long as I know where LaMelo Ball goes, that's all I care about with the draft. Um, that's just the old Heat person. I mean, we you know we don't draft a lot of people. Uh, Wednesday night, I'd be surprised. So um, do you think the ship has sailed on a, AG being a number one scoring option? Has the ship sailed on that? Yeah. I think go. so. Go. I think so. He is what he is. Not, not a number one option. Got and, it. and to be, you know, I don't think that's just easy to find either. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of teams have have that. So uh, we tried, and I think he had a lot of the upside, but it's just the consistency doesn't seem to be there. And at this point in his career, I feel like he would have, he would at least be flashing more glimpses of it than he has more consistently. It's just not there. He's elite defender too. I love having him on the court for that as well. It's I'm not gonna miss losing like I'm not happy about losing him, but we have other talent that if healthy, you know, it, I feel like can kind of do the same thing. Like having mm-hmm. Isaac healthy, uh, if he's on the court, I don't miss AG really as bad as that sounds. Yeah, uh, the Magic did have a, a log jam in the front court with their with a lot of young players, and then Vooch still being there. So they had a log jam, so they had to move someone. Those young guys still aren't proven yet, but because of that, you don't want to give up on them so early. So it just made sense for Gordon to be the one to you know be the one to move. Um, so we'll see where he lands, but if they don't complete a trade, we'll see how he responds. So that's the that's the other side of it. You put his name out, so now if you don't complete a trade, let's see how he responds on the court if he still has to be there. So that's another, you know, another dynamic that we'll see. You'll see how tough this young man is. So so far he's proven to be a little tough. Um, so we'll see if that can continue. Because so I'm a fan of him. I'm just not a fan of him as a first option. He's probably more like a third option at this point. Um, right. 
And then also, of course, you know, the Magic has a decision to make with Evan Fournier, who's going to be a free agent this offseason. Vooch may be as well. I'm not sure, but I know Fournier is going to be a free agent this offseason. So we'll see what happens What happens there. People act like they want to get rid of Fournier all the time. They have for a long time. But the mm-hmm. problem is with that, the Magic have limited shooting. That's always been a problem since the post-Dwight Howard era. We don't have shooters. Okay, so... Why are you going to get rid of one of the only consistent three-point shooters? You're not. You're not going to get rid of Fournier. So right. Aaron seems like, and Booch is our number one option. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't. You know. But so Ag just seems like the clear choice. But I hope he handles it well. If a trade doesn't go through, like you said, he seems to be a high character dude. Maybe he. Maybe he has a breakout year because. Right. You know, I doubt it. But you. You never know how guys respond. Now. I want to ask you real quick, uh, did you see, um, I saw the other day, because I, I know Indiana, there's a lot of rumors circling Indiana as well, uh, apparently people were saying Oladipo is just openly all season, just talked about how he wants to play for a different team and things like that, but, like, what does that tell you, like, would you would you be interested in Oladipo if, like, that is how he's handled the situation, like, he he clearly has talent, but do you want do you want something like that on the team if he if he never happy it seems like that that's been the biggest uh, question even even in the bubble it's been the biggest question because there's been rumors about Oladipo wanting out of Indiana for half of the season. Now the good thing is he actually came out a couple of days ago and said that he's committed to the Pacers. Um, I guess it was so much noise about him wanting out that he he had to come out and say, yeah, I want to be here. Well, you got to prove it on the court. Let's see what kind of season that you have. Cause they're not going to move him right now. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I don't remember if he's going to be a free agent or not. He may be, if it's a trade, they're definitely not going to move him right now. So he's just going to have to suck it up. Um, but it just, co- it goes to show that I guess you shouldn't be so vocal with your desire to leave because the people that was reporting this said that, you know, like you mentioned, players from opposing teams had mentioned that this is what he said. You can't do that. You can't trust all these other players in the league because they're going to, you know, they're going to make you look bad when they can. So it was a bad look for him, but at least he tried to fix it this week and say that he's committed to Indiana and they're not a bad team. Um, I don't think they should have fired Nate McMillan, but we'll see what they can do going forward. So he, he could be pissed about that. Who knows? Um, but we'll see, you know, what they do going forward. But, yeah, he he had to say something because it was too much noise surrounding his future. It was, it was, it was too much. It was crazy. Um, good question, though. Thank you. So I had to kind of change up our, our lineup this morning because I wasn't expecting that Laker trade. But there is another Laker rumor floating out there about DeMar DeRozan uh, possibly being linked to the Lakers. So I like the fact that the champs are trying to beef up a little bit um, because they know that this year is going to be more challenging, especially with the Warriors coming back. So they have to get better. So they they are being proactive. So I like that. What do you think about a possible DeMar-LeBron team up in Los Angeles? Um, It's... It's interesting. Um, I've never been like uh, earlier on. I wasn't like a huge DeRozan fan. I always thought he he reminded me of um, a light version of another player, Danny Granger. 
mm-hmm. think, when he was younger. Um, but I'm all about seeing what this L.A. team can do, and which is odd because I've never been an L.A. fan. But just, I guess, with the way the last 10 years in the league has went, I'm just kind of interested in seeing the dynamic of this LeBron L.A. regime, I guess. So if they get DeRozan <clears throat> on top of, you know, Schroeder, that team just looks really – it looks way deeper on, on – well, I don't know. Avery Bradley was on the team, but he didn't play the round of thing too. So if he if they're, if they're he's gone, it seems like they upgraded in in both, both positions or in both ways. But one thing we talked about before is – and I would think you'd be able to get him cheaper – is if you're going to get DeRozan, why not instead try to bring in Carmelo Anthony? Mm. <laughs> or depending on the pricing, which I'm not familiar with, you know, the 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 roster, <laughs> the rosters right now, and like, you know, where their caps are at, but uh, wouldn't you be able to get him a lot cheaper and basically kind of do the same thing? You would, um, but I, I, I just think there's questions about whether or not Carmelo wants to come to Los Angeles. I mean, last year would have been a perfect last season would have been a perfect season for him to get there. And I know him and LeBron are boys, but that might not translate so much on the basketball court. So I think I think that's what the apprehension is there. Um, There was mutual interest for both sides, but I just don't think they they feel like they can't play together, Um, even though they wouldn't be on the court a lot at the same time. Because it, it doesn't, it's it's kind of a head scratcher of why Melo won't go to Los Angeles. His wife is an actress. She's in LA a lot. Come on, <laughs> you know she's in between LA and New York. It just makes perfect sense for him to land there. But for whatever reason, uh, he doesn't. Yes. It's, it's not happening. So you would think it, w- it would be a marriage made in heaven, to be honest with you. But right now, the Lakers are looking at potentially giving up Kyle Kuzma and uh, Danny Green for DeRozan, who can who can be a combination of both those guys. He's not as big as Kuzma, but uh, shot-making ability, play-making ability, he's a combination of both those guys. So, hey, I just like the fact that the Lakers are swinging for the fence because they know what's coming their way because everyone else is going to get better. And the Warriors are coming back. So I think the Lakers are kind of like, we have to improve right now. <laughs> but he's known for his three-point shot because besides Danny Green being hit or miss, the Lakers desperately needed his three-point shooting. They did. So it's like, Sin does a lot of mid-range and can do a lot of things, but I didn't know if he was like a profound three-point shooter. He, he's a streaky three-point shooter, but everything else he does can outweigh what Danny Green gave you, so... He, he's a streak, you know, a streaky three-point shooter. And, and remember, the three-point shooting uh, performance that the Lakers gave in the finals wasn't their norm. They don't rely heavily on the three. They just don't. In the finals, it worked for whatever reason. It just worked, and they were able to utilize it and defeat the Heat. But that's not their game. They, they're not a three-point shooting team. So they, they're used to players not being, like, uh, dead-eye three-point uh, shooters. So... Like I said, I, I like what they're doing to get more aggressive. You know, DeRozan would be the third option on that team, but he would be a very, very, very good third option. So, um, and let's see how he can perform without the pressure of being the first option. He didn't do that well, but now if as the third option, let's see how well he can do because he has first option talent. Does that make sense? It sounds like the perfect situation. Right. 
Right. I like it. He's at in his career. Right. You know, he's right. just getting older by this point. Right. He's getting he's, older. I, I say go for it. Yeah, he's getting older, and he's one of those Cali boys. He's from California, so he's from right outside Los Angeles, so he would be coming back home. So we'll, we'll see how it works. Um, so the, the, the elephant in the room, and we touched on this a few months ago now when they fell apart against, oh, my goodness, when they lost in the playoffs against the Los Angeles Lakers. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Then Mike D'Antoni, you know, left. What's going to happen with the Houston Rockets? Because there's been all kinds of rumors for the past couple of weeks. Right? Westbrook doesn't want to be there. Harden doesn't want to be there. The GM resigned, even though we know he was forced out. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Houston? I mean, it just sounds like at this point it needs to be full on. Everything's gone. Like, whoever doesn't <laughs> want to just stick with the owner, just leave just start over everything because it seems like you have to. It seems like it, you, your core is busted up. They want to leave. Yeah. Your, uh, I mean, your management's gone. I mean, kind of, you know, for the most yeah. part. It's, Everything's gone. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> they shot. They threw their money into it. I mean, how long has Harden been there? How many people did they get with Harden? Oh, they, yeah, they tried. Yeah. They tried so hard. And, yeah. and, Kudos to Houston because they've been trying. I mean, we're going back to the T-Mac, Yao Ming era. You know, like, they really do put effort into bringing these people in and just, whether it be coaching or player cooperation, like, something. It just doesn't work out. And, I mean, you hate to see it because it's nice when you see teams try because there's a lot of people that think their teams legitimately are just don't care. You right, don't. right. So, you know, but you just didn't have it. You didn't have it. Now everybody, nobody wants to be there. And mm-hmm. so I don't see how you have any other option besides blowing it up. Everything. I just, everything's gone. See what you can get back. And I guess just do it like anytime a team loses their, their star player, like what Orlando is still doing, trying to find something to build on, you know. Right, right. I don't think they have any other choice. Yeah, it's it's what well, we called it. You know, we, we said they were gonna implode the minute that Antonio quit. Like the night they got eliminated, he quit that night. It's like I'm done. There, there was nothing else left to do. I thought Jeff Van Gundy was gonna take the job for whatever reason. He didn't take the job, so it went to Stephen Silas, uh, son of the great Paul Silas. So you got a rookie coach. I'm not. I'm not even sure who's who's running the team right now. I don't know who the president is. Um, I, 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 it's, it's weird. I don't I don't know what they're doing. So that's probably why those guys are like, we want out. We don't know what direction this team is going in. So Harden has been linked to Philly. He's been linked to Brooklyn. There is even a rumor that he said he wouldn't mind playing for the Miami Heat. And when I saw that, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Hail to the nah, nah, nah. We're it's not doing that. I was like, no, no. Um, The fans in Brooklyn are getting excited. Like, I don't know where Harden is going to go, but I will say this. The fans in New York are salivating because they want Westbrook and they want him back. (laughs) And they are salivating at the opportunity. Like, I think the Knicks are going to do everything they can to get Westbrook up there. 
See, because if I was, I was thinking Harden would be a better fit for that. I feel like he, he's the guy that should end up on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, if I was Brooklyn, I would stay as far away from either one of those guys <laughs> as I could. I was like, let's just see where we're at with our two uh, black right. holes personalities. <laughs> at let's right. see how, how fast those eat each other first. Well. But... <laughs> <laughs> Like Miami, I don't know. If I'm Miami, I pretty no. much stand, I, I don't no. take a risk on any kind of thing like that. Not happening. Nothing. Not um, happening. Not happening. <laughs> where, where do you think Harden? Like realistically, like where do you think would be a smart place for them to end up? Maury, who the, the GM that that got forced out of Houston, he's in Philly now. Um, so there's a connection there. That's that's why Philly was mentioned as a team for Harden. I think a pairing with Harden and Embiid would actually be pretty damn good. You know, because we know Embiid and Simmons is not working, is not going to work. I don't think Doc Rivers is going to put a lot of energy into it working. So I believe Harden and Embiid together would add another dynamic to the Eastern Conference, which would be great because you know Brooklyn is going to be a player. You know Miami is going to be a player. You still have Boston out there. So now if you if you add Philly is the team that actually lost a little clout this past year. And forgive me, Milwaukee. But Philly lost a little clout last year. So if you get um, Harden to Philly and pair him with Embiid, Harden will not be in Embiid's way because he knows how to play perimeter ball so well, which was Ben Simmons' downfall. So bring Simmons to Houston, send Harden to Philly, repackage them with some shooters around Embiid and Harden. Tell Harden, hey, we don't need you taking 30 shots a game. Maybe take 20. He'll still draw so much attention that his shooters will be over. Hey, call J.J. Reddick. Get his ass back up to Philly. Something. You know, see if Kyle Korver, who is teetering on retiring, see if he'll come back to Philly because he played there years ago. Get some shooters around those guys. It'll be just like the Orlando Magic was years ago with Dwight Howard and Hedy Turkoglu being a playmaker. And then you had the shooters around those guys. Okay. That'd be a good, it'd be a good fit if he goes to Philly. Uh, as far as Westbrook, I personally think Westbrook could go to the Orlando Magic and burn the city down in a good way. He needs to be the star of the show. New York is another city where he can do that at. Um, it's just a, it's just a matter of if he, if he wants a big city feel or if he wants the small city feel. But I think the Knicks are really going to try to load up to uh, make an offer for him. I, I kind of hope he ends up – I mean, I don't – I like Westbrook, but I don't know if I necessarily want him – like, I don't know if I want the Magic to go that – like, if they're going to make an effort on a star player, I don't know if I want it to be Westbrook because we still don't have shooting, and that just seems like such a big problem to me. And Westbrook isn't exactly known for his shot selection. So I'd, I'd like it better if I knew there was people that we could surround him with that could spread the floor more consistently to, for him to do what he does best. Right. Because I think we maximize what he brings to the table. So I think like it would kind of be a waste for the Magic to really shoot their shot to try it for him. And mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of foolish for him to come here because he's still trying to win like realistically, and I don't think that gets us close enough to the top of the Eastern Conference with just him there. So I don't think it's a great match. But New York, I think, could be possibly better. I don't really know what exactly 
what kind of shooting they have. I just know the market would be better, I think, for what he's looking for. But I think uh, Houston getting back Ben Simmons or someone of that caliber is probably the best thing they can hope to do. Right, right. You know, because you, you're going to walk away with nothing, basically. Right. No, they, they, they have options. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But those are some of the teams that are being linked uh, to those guys. And, hey, even if Harden leaves and Westbrook stays, that still might not be uh, too bad for Houston. They're both great talents. They just can't play well together. They're great friends, but they just can't play well together. Um, Stephen A. Smith reported that Westbrook doesn't want to play with Harden anymore, but Westbrook came out and said that was a lie. It might be a lie, but you don't play well together. That's the fact. So, And they're, they're so great, they should be able to figure it out, but for whatever reason, they couldn't figure it out. So you have to move forward because there's too much money going into Houston right now for them to have a second round uh, playoff yeah. exit. So, yeah. So, what other trade rumors have you seen out there? Um, not not any kind of like specific trade yet that we haven't really discussed that I'm interested in. I mean, I see a different suggested age rumor, magic rumor every day because of you know I follow magic people than other teams but mm-hmm. nothing that seems realistic you know um nothing that really stands out to me um i did want to ask you though it's not exactly related ex- to the free agency but i wanted to ask your opinion on what you thought of s uh, stan van gundy i know you you thought jeff was going to come back but stan did come back and he's coaching the pelicans do you think that's a good move for them like yeah or a good spot for him to land and come back it, it, it is from an offensive standpoint, which they were a decent offensive team under Alvin Gentry. But I think with Stan Van Gundy, he's going to be even more creative. And he has a more more defensive, more of a defensive mindset than Alvin Gentry did. So I think Zion is really going to blossom under Stan Van Gundy. And then also those young guards, Josh Hart, um, Lonzo Ball, are going to benefit from a Stan Van Gundy as well. Here's the thing. Everyone's gonna have to learn how to shoot because we know Stan likes raining threes down. So they, they better be ready. <laughs> who's gonna be his? Uh, who's their big man? That, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Well, Z- Zion, Zion, Zion's their four, but they have a center. They have a young center. Uh, I think his name is Jackson Hayes or something. He's athletic. He's long. He's like a younger Tyson Chandler. So he's actually pretty good. Um, so it's a young team. It's a talented team. You still have J.J. down there, so you have a little bit of shooting. Um, I, Riley doesn't agree with me on that shooting. But I, I think it was a good fit for Stan. Um, Stan's not equipped for two things. He's not equipped to have full power, which he had in Detroit. You saw how that went. But he's also not equipped to coach a veteran-laden team. He needs a young team, and that's what he has now. So kudos to him. And he has a great GM. Uh, and Mr. Griffin. So he was LeBron's GM in Cleveland. Um, so he's a great GM. So, yeah, Stan, Stan it was a good move, Stan. <laughs> a real good move. I'm a fan. I can't wait to watch him play. Yeah, interesting young team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I thought Jeff, Jeff, I, I think Jeff turned that job down in Houston. And we'll find out more as it goes along. But I think Jeff turned that job down because it was too many whispers saying that it was his job to lose. And then they went with a rookie coach. Like, wait a minute, you're talking to Jeff Van Gundy and now you went with a rookie coach, but 
he probably turned it down because they wouldn't give him full power because that's the only way he would come back. So that's probably why he turned it down. Um, one other thing before I forget, uh, we haven't heard anything really about the Clippers yet. What do you think no, they tried to? Not yet. I, I did hear an inkling, an inkling that they were looking at Westbrook. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I think the actual implosion of Houston has to be complete, and then we'll see other things happen. But I think people are waiting to see what's going to happen with Houston first. Um, but yes, uh, the biggest guys go, and then right. What, you have another California boy in Westbrook. Um, you know, he was linked to the to the Lakers for years. Um, so I, the, the Clippers now are, I think they're looking at him um, and they may be willing to give up Paul George to get Westbrook to the Clippers. So we'll see. We will see. It's, it's going to be next week is really going to be very interesting. And here's another one that I've heard that I forgot to ask you about. So I'm happy I remember. Gordon Hayward wants out of Boston. Now, we talked about this a couple of months ago that there's no way all those guys could coexist. There's not enough balls for that. And we figured Hayward would be the one that would be uh, disposable. But apparently he wants out now. So how do you feel about Gordon Hayward wanting to leave Boston? Um, well, hopefully he feels comfortable enough to where like, he can get close back, close to his – old style of play, not saying mm-hmm. that maybe he wasn't playing that way, but I mean in terms of his role to the team. I mean, when he came to Boston from, it was Utah, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was a baller. Like, he, he was a number one option. Right, right. And he hasn't got to do that in Boston. I mean, from injury and then these other guys coming in, and it being their team, it's, it's just a different dynamic than I think what he signed up for. So mm-hmm. I doubt there's any love loss between the team and the player but I think he's probably getting comfortable enough with his body being back to normal to where he probably wants to get back to that. And so if he wants to go to a different team where he can do that, I think that makes sense. Um, I would love to have him in Orlando, depending on what he looks like. Good move. No, that that mean, would be that would a good move. Yeah. He, he can he have can a still, lot of teams. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's a shooter. He's a big guy. He's a playmaker. He just – he never got a chance, and, and it's horrible because of the injury, but he never got a chance to get going in Boston, but it was his injury that allowed the young guys that Boston had to blossom into the players that they are now. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they blossomed while Hayward was hurt. So it's like, damn, you, you know, you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So I think his time there is over. Um he can opt in and then ask for a sign and trade, which I think the Celtics would do because that way they would get pieces back. So I think that's the route to go. But, yeah, it's, it's been out there that he, he wants out, that he stated that he, he wants out. So we'll see. It just didn't work. It was a good signing for them years ago, four years ago. But remember, his first game was when he had that horrific injury. So he could never. It, it was kind of like when the Orlando Magic signed Grant Hill and he was already on crutches. It just It just never yeah. Never worked. Um, but, yeah, that's another one I wanted to ask you about. I, and I think we can we can close this today. Um, I've been working a lot at the day job, so I missed some things. So I visited my mother. My mother said, did you hear who the Heat hired as their uh, assistant coach? 
I said, no. And she said, Karan Butler. I was like, what? This morning, I think. Yeah, she was like, yeah, they brought back Karan Butler. And it just, it made me feel some type of way because I was a huge Karan Butler fan when he first arrived in Miami. And he got hurt. And then we drafted this rookie, Dwayne Wade. That Karan was supposed to be that guy. Then we drafted this rookie, and it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> so Karan could never, they played one season together, and then we traded Karan away to bring Shaq to Miami, which was the right move to make. But we never saw his greatness, and he stayed injured for the duration of his career. He was lucky enough to win a championship with Dallas, ironically, against the Heat in 2011. So when, we, when she said we, we brought him back, I'm like, well, we do bring back a lot of our players to be coaches. And then I didn't think about something. And someone tweeted this the other day. Giannis was Karan Butler's rook when Karan Butler was in Milwaukee. And they're like, that's why the Heat brought Karan Butler back. And then I went to think, and I'm like, holy shit, because it's little things like that you have to pay attention to. Um, yeah, Karan may be a great coach, but there may be that second motive as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Ocho Cinco <laughs> said this week that Jimmy Butler told him that the Heat are working on a big trade. So we're gonna see what this is gonna be. I, I don't think they should trade for him this year. I think they should wait, and let him walk there next year, but. Ocho Cinco let it slip. We brought Karan Butler in this week. I don't know, bro. You either gonna it's either gonna happen now, or you're gonna hear it. Wolves down there. Yeah, yeah. Ocho Cinco's in Miami. Yeah. So you're either gonna it's either gonna happen now, or you're gonna hear it all year, just like with LeBron, just like with Dwight Howard, Paul George to a certain extent. What do you think happens to Giannis? Um, I think this season, Golden State comes back and almost wins the conference, mm-hmm. and I think Giannis goes there. Second goes there? Got it. So, here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of all the trade rumors that we've talked about this year, none of them were linked to the Milwaukee Bucks. We know that they have to get better this year in order to keep this young man. What do you think the Bucks can do trade-wise to bring some help up there? Mm. I thought Chris Paul would have been a good fit for them before the recent rumors. Mm-hmm. You know, just strictly not talking about cash or money or how the trades work, but just strictly like kind of what Milwaukee needs. Right. And they just, I think there's something else there, like something more like a reliable player outside Giannis, you know, Something, a distraction, someone who can do their own thing. And Chris Paul seemed after this, like I said, this season for Chris Paul, he'd go wherever he wants, it seems like. Right, and be, right. It's his pick. He, he seems super valuable right now. Um, something like that. I mean, another, it's just, it seems like a weaker Orlando Magic team that had Dwight Howard. That's all it does. And we weren't mm-hmm. enough to win a championship. So mm-hmm. to me, they're really missing something. Uh, they didn't have, to me, a Richard Lewis who's making lights out threes or have a Turkaloo who's able to handle the ball and raise up for his own three. They as consistently. Right. Right. 
it just seems like Orlando Magic Light. And so in my eyes, looking at that firsthand, I'm like, you, you got to have another big thing. You know, you had to have Jameer Nelson before he went down. He was in talks to be in the All-Star game that year because he was having such a good year before he got hurt. You know, you, you got to have some other kind of secondary star there. I think if you really want a championship in Milwaukee, after getting knocked out in the second round, you know, they need not just another number two guy. I think they need another, like, really big star, something else, if they want to win a championship. Because even if they get better, that's not a championship. You might make it another round. I still don't think you make it out of the East, even if you get a little bit better if you're Milwaukee. I think yeah. I think they took a huge step back this year. So yeah. in my eyes, they need they need something major. And if they're not linked to anything, then I think it's just like a ticking time bomb there. You got one more year, lackluster. Giannis, hopefully not. You know, he'll probably go ham just like he did this year. But you just hate to see it if that's the only thing they're going to be talking about. And if Milwaukee doesn't do anything major, that's all people are going to be talking about. Until right. They, um, well, it's sad to see, but if they don't get anybody, that's what's going to happen. Is yeah. what's going on with John Wall? How nothing. About, where is he in Washington? Washington is just like nothing. Right. He should be back this year. Uh, I don't know the exact He's date. He's been playing. Something has happened in Cleveland. I'm trying to get the article up. Hold on. Okay. Some. Oh my goodness gracious. This is about Kevin Porter Jr. And something has gone down. But it looks like it's not a big deal, but it's out there. Give me one second. Let me just check. Our listeners will be able to watch what I'm doing here. But there is something going on in Cleveland. And I can't find it. Have you seen some of these new jerseys that's been going down? Mm Mm-hmm. I like, I like the, so far, Chicago one I saw. I like Phoenix's. Mm-hmm. And I will have to agree, I kind of like the Orlando pinstripe ones, but I'm biased. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would, right? You would love that one. I like the Spurs one. There's The Spurs okay. one is actually, what's up? I, Spurs. I haven't seen the Spurs. I know there's oh, the Spurs one was sweet. I didn't like, but I can't remember whose it was. Yeah, the Spurs one is... Okay, so here's something that's going on. Here's a statement from the Cleveland Cavaliers about Kevin Porter Jr. This is what they say. We are aware of the situation involving Kevin Porter Jr. and are in the process of gathering information. We have spoken with Kevin and will continue to address this privately with him as the related process evolves. So, something happened today, and I missed it with Kevin Porter Jr. Have you seen anything about that? No, not yet. Kevin Porter Jr. Sure, sure. I get off and check things here in a little while. It'll pop up. Oh, here it is. There is actually a mugshot. I'll do this. One of our old friends, NBA Central, just tweeted out an hour ago that Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested on weapons charges. Okay. All right, young man. I'm gonna need you to do better. And that mugshot is absolutely glorious, by the way. <laughs> the mugshot is glorious. Yeah, but the Spurs and, like I said, some of our fans can see it on on the uh, screen right now. The Spurs jersey is absolutely beautiful. 
um, their city editions. I've seen uh, seen a Miami Heat one too as well. I was like, okay, I, I like that a little bit. I like that. So we got the draft coming up Wednesday. We already have one trade that'll be finalized on Monday. Do you think? Let's put a percentage on it. Do you think Aaron Gordon is going to be moved on Wednesday? If the magic has their way, yes. I say it's about 70% that he's going to be moved. I saw a, a thing that said Minnesota was interested in him not that long really? ago. Really? Really? Okay. Apparently that interest might still be there. Nice. And so nice. he might try to do something with them. You know. So that would potentially, depending on who they give up, potentially give them Cat, D'Angelo Russell, and A.G. That's not a bad young core. Not bad. Not bad. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, another quick funny rumor. <laughs> I guess Devin Booker has some, some haters out there. They're like, he wanted out of Phoenix. And they're like, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. I'm like, I don't know who started that one. <laughs> I feel like Phoenix is a good fit for him. It is. It is. He he just needs someone. He hasn't had a vet like Chris Paul there to show him the way. So, again, you know, we, we've been gushing over Chris Paul for months now. If he can get there and show Booker how to win, uh, that would be a great, great, great improvement. Upon a team, like you said, who should have made playoffs. The only team that went undefeated in the bubble. And I want to circle back to one more thing before we leave. Uh, when we were talking about the Bucks and what they're missing. Watching the Los Angeles Lakers defeat the Miami Heat. The Lakers didn't do anything spectacular, but they were able to beat a very hard-nosed Heat team because they played smarter basketball. They were just they just played smart. Rondo was just doing his Rondo things. LeBron was doing his LeBron things. Even AD, who wasn't as efficient because he was hurt, they were playing very smart basketball. And that's what Milwaukee's missing. They don't play smart. It starts with the head coach and then it trickles down to the players. But their basketball IQ isn't where it needs to be. And that's why they're they're losing. They're missing that part. That's that's a huge underrated part. Oh, go ahead. They they would benefit hugely from Chris Paul. Maybe uh well it's hard to see or think of where Rondo would wanna go. Like does he even still wanna play? <laughs> I mean, he can retire. Yeah. Shit, you know, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't. And he just right. won another championship. Right, yeah. You know, like, what does he care? I was going to yeah. say, you know, he uh, Milwaukee could snag him, but. I, I think that Rondo's future, I think Rondo's future is going to be as a head coach. I'm not a head coach, forgive me, but I think he's going to be coach. I think he's going to be like an assistant coach. He may be a head coach down the road, but I can see him in that role as being a head coach. Um, but he he could help Milwaukee, not in great spurts, but he could help Milwaukee. But I, I think their basketball IQ is what's lacking up there. I really do, because just, dude, the Heat steamrolled them. And this was even before Giannis got hurt. They were being steamrolled by Miami. Outside of three people, no one saw that. <laughs> Let's be real. No one saw that. They got steamrolled. And I believe, even if they would have played Boston, I believe Boston would have steamrolled them. So it's just like, okay, their, their IQ is, is a little lacking. So we'll yeah, see. I agree with that. Yeah. So 
that that's just some good insight. So we'll see how next week goes with the draft and see what trades are made. More than likely, we'll be back next week. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Hardwood Nation's Flagrant 2 podcast. It felt good being back. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.